Welcome back, everyone, to another depressing, now that the holidays are over, episode of Vino Volley. I'm your host, Michael Wall. Yeah, you are. Along with me is my also very depressed co-host, Ryan Rebecca. What do we do now? I don't know. I don't know. Like, luckily, this podcast is geared towards quite possibly the only two things that you can do between now and, like, March. Yeah. Drink and drink and watch soccer. Yeah. So, Rai, how was your Christmas? It was good. It was, uh, you know, the the season was upon us, and and just like, you know, it's all this build up. You know, we've been we've been at it since right after Thanksgiving. We got it. We got in early, decorating the house. Which is, I think, we talked about that. Like, you give at least you wait until after thank. Like, once it's the day after Thanksgiving, you can be all holiday. You want. Yeah. You know, I just. I don't subscribe to listening to Christmas music before. Yeah, you're not you like Halloween's over. You take your costume right. I want off, every then, yeah exactly. So yeah, I mean there were things that would like appear at the house. I'd be like, where did this come from? My wife be like, oh, ooh, I don't know. But like, uh, yeah, we did the you know lights have been up for about a month and the tree's been up for a month and it's like crazy how it's all this build up and you know within 24 hours or in the case of like when you have older children. Holds is nine. It's just like twenty minutes of just yeah. pure and utter chaos, and it's like, what do we do now? Yeah, what do we do now? Yeah. Like, you get out of my face and play with all these toys you got. But yeah, it was good. A little bit of traveling, a lot of holly jolly Christmas, good eating. So now I got a week off from school to kind of catch up and hopefully rest and relax because we're in for three days of just rain. Nothing says just beautiful like cold rainy weather nice, we got, like, a nice new england christmas exactly so uh, i was you know down with my brother-in-law on on christmas and was talking to my sister-in-law she's like i just really would i want a white christmas i was like those yeah. days are over yeah not gonna happen like it's 50 degrees out like you know christmas eve was raining yeah uh our winters are now starting like february march and april but you know obviously global yeah. global warming's a myth right so yeah how was how have your holidays been they were great. Excellent. Yeah, so obviously spending time with family is always great. I was able to reconnect with a friend who uh, lives in Essex. Awesome. And he's he's got some some insight on the the podcast, which I'll share shortly. But yeah, the, so that's, I think... I feel like I might have yes. offended him several times. It, it, there's ups and downs. Okay. He, he, yeah. Well, like horse drawers. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. So... <laughs> So yeah, so that's been I think one of the highlights of the holiday season is reconnecting with him. Now this was a person that I met on a spring break, Cancun, Mexico, circa two thousand and six, two thousand and seven. It was my yeah senior year spring break, and we connected. There was there was four of them, all, all from all from the UK. Hung out for like three or four days, and it was just one of those things like you're like oh okay like you know, I'm never gonna see these people again. But we've you know obviously. Probably in, in this case, thank God for for Facebook and social media to be able to to stay in, stay in touch. And this one, we've really reconnected and, and been chatting for the last few weeks. It's it's been great. And yes, he does have some some things to say about your thoughts on the English people. Yeah. Well, uh, first and foremost, like they all wear top hats it, at Christmas. Is that I is have that it true? On, I have it on good authority <laughs> that they do in fact kiss their mothers regularly showing affection for the person who birthed them so that might have been a miss a misspeak just, on my part just a, just a tad you know, kiss kissing their wives 
kissing. Well, but I feel like they also call their wives mother sometimes. They, you know, what, you know, we can, you know what? Maybe we'll just old we'll, world stuff. We'll We're, use we'll use him for the the fact check. The other the other part of it, which I, I found hilarious, was that you know he's talking. He's like, what? You know, so he's been listening to the podcast. He he is he's our gateway into the the UK market. Yeah, I got to be a lot nicer. Yes, exactly. Okay. Right, as as we want this to grow. So he's our gateway into the UK market. He's he's hoping to bring some friends in and more people and get get some exposure um, from from that side. But he you know was listening and was was talking about. He's like, how how do you guys you know drink wine when you have the most amazing beer in the world over there? And I mean. I was like, I was trying to rack my brain, like where you know, because obviously a, the, a, we, we've we've hit the the motherload of like the micro brews, and you know, yep. getting into the the sours, like so. I'm like, all right, like I'm thinking, like where where are we going here? Michelob Ultra. I mean, listen, there's there's a there's a there, this there's kind a, of, Michelob Ultra has a soft spot in both of our hearts. There, there's a face for every ass, so <laughs> it's. <laughs> so I mean, hey, whatever tickles your fancy, and yeah, like you like you were saying, we. We have a long we have and a successful long history, history with. And for those for our listeners who know the game of games caps, you know the thunderous rain we have had, and our beer of choice has always been Michelob Ultra. So we have I have I have a degree of respect for Michelob Ultra, hundred percent. But it's not like when I think of like oh man, like that beer that does not that's not doesn't even scratch the the top five. And then I to the point I was like oh man, well if you like Mick Ultra, yep. Cactus lime. Take Par- apparently, apparently, you don't mess with perfection. So he's like, well, okay. you know, why? Yeah. You know, why would you? So he's a you know traditionalist. Loves his Michelob Ultra. I tried to work a you know a gift package. Yep. But by the sheer weight. Oh yeah. It, we we mutually decided that a couple hundred dollars to ship a thirty of Michelob wasn't is, worth that it. That is aggressive. So the, I think the the goal is as a, as you know I. On my bucket list is to go to Anfield to see a game yep. before Klopp leaves. Is I fully intend, especially if I fly, you know, Delta KLM because I I get a free bag anyway. Is that my second bag will be a suitcase full of Michelob Ultra? full of of Michelob Ultra. Wouldn't it be something? Wouldn't it be <laughs> if you know things come to fruition and we record an episode over there? I mean, that I would mean, that be, would be that'd be. That'd be unbelievable. There's a lot of moving parts there. Yeah, but that would but, be awesome. You know. Hey, a boy can a boy can dream. A boy can dream. There you go. Oh man. Wheels are turning now. Wheels, yeah, no, I'm He's also a diehard Patriots fan. He, uh, he okay. knows he knows probably more about well, I mean, I know for sure he knows more about the Patriots than I do. Uh so so yeah. Yeah, there we go. Better, All right, so walk. I gotta, gotta watch so that was, so the, it was the the kissing your mothers, you, you kinda started off on the on the wrong foot. Yeah. But then Really uh, pick things up with your pick of Jack Grealish. That would have been Pat's pick okay. as well. So there was, right. you know, some you kind of like you you, yeah. you mended fences there. To and quote then, the two thousand six Disney movie Brave, I've mended the bond. Are we? So talk about the Mike Wall honesty hour. Are you sure your years are accurate on nope. any of those Disney movies? We had 1994 Mulan or 1996. Yeah, it was close. Aladdin or you know, this was 2006 Brave. You might want to let me check that one. 2012. Yeah. Okay. So. Wow. Yeah. Not even close. Yeah. Well, you know. Yeah. You had it's the a multiple two, of six. Yeah. 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 You had the 2000 right. Yeah, I was there. So I'm gonna lean on Pat to kind of give us 
We're, we're unsure. Mm-hmm. We're actually going to probably use him to fact check everything yeah, that's okay. you say about the English people. Yeah. No, but I mean, he does Well, I mean, with that being said, my only knowledge of the English people is like what I see in Muppets Christmas Carol. I don't even watch the Great British break, Baking Off cooking show. I know. We talked after the guy, very, guy Fieri, Paul Hollywood thing. I have I, such little time for It's delightful. Visual entertainment. No, I'm sure they, it's great. Collectively, they want to, they want to help each other. It's, I also, as we talk about people, we want to punch in the face. We yeah. need more British bakers in our lives we to do. Spread, spread the love and joy and hopefully don't get a, a stodgy, stodgy bake. That is true. That is true. I will say... You know, maybe maybe it's just hard work and pure athleticism. Maybe it is the Vino Volley bump, but Luton Town. You got me living here in Luton Town. Three and oh since we reported on them. Maybe they're listeners. Maybe they're listeners. Maybe just saying. I mean, I will say that they've been on a run and Glad to, glad that he's doing okay, but their their captain, which thankfully yeah. he was not one of the people we thought would oh, get that punched been in the real face. Bad. Like, I would have felt real bad Yeesh. for like this guy, and then he you know goes into cardiac arrest. But thankfully he's doing well. But that okay. you know we saw saw that with the was it last season with the Buffalo Bills yeah. when they have a player go down, like you kind kind of galvanizes the team, and you could see after the Deron Harmon, yeah, the right for the Bills, yep. You could see for the when they played Newcastle because mm-hmm. that was that was such a huge win for them. But the coach was almost brought to tears because you know, it was just like a big thing. And yeah. they've they've continued their run. So I would a lot. Of, I think a, I was listening to because I watched a lot of soccer today for Boxing Day. Yeah, I mean it's we're in like the the meaty underbelly of soccer right now. This yeah. is like some of the best two weeks of yeah soccer. Well, depends on who you. If you're a player or a coach, you hate this congested fixture. Oh, yeah, As family. a fan, yeah, every every few days. Yeah. But, you know, they were talking, I think it was Rebecca Lowe and the, and the Robbies were talking about it and, you know, how they want, you know, other coaches like Klopp, Guardiola, and all those guys want Luton Town to stay up. They just like that team, like that yeah. coach. So we're, pull, we're pulling for Luton Town. Yeah. You know. How many times over the last couple of weeks have the soothing, sultry sounds of my voice singing that song popped in your head? Because I swear every time I'm doing dishes, I'm like... And I'm, you know, and then I'll do this, and then and I'll just like it, it was just strikes more. Me. It was more than I would care for. And then when I'd finally forgotten it, you like an <laughs> asshole texted just texted me it, and so then it just just went through this cycle. Yeah. So thankfully, I've had well during that time, I had nice like pentatonics Christmas oh, yeah. and to to try and offset it, but it still just like creeps into my psyche. And then I find myself saying it, and I just, I get, I get irritated. Uh, so. Yeah, well, yeah. glad I could do my part. You, you sure, you sure did. So the couple things that uh, we wanted to talk about. Yep. Mike Wall Honesty Hour, very short and sweet this week. Just a kind of a little bit of stats from the previous episode when we were talking about Bayern Leverkusen, obviously doing very well in the Bundesliga. Yep. And, you know, that that coaching style, that that total football. So I, I did get at least the numbers because we weren't sure. We, we knew that Bayern Munich was obviously their, their total salary was much higher. A lot did, of money. Didn't have, didn't have the numbers. So Bayern Munich's total bill, a wage bill, is just over $261 million. Holy shit. Compared to Bayern Leverkusen, which is just over 97 million dollars so huge disparity there which is again just it kind of it just goes to show as i think i mean there were so i mean aston villa obviously they 
they lost today up to nothing, but ended up losing to to Man United three two, but have had some huge huge wins. Yep. And again, Unai Emery is a perfect example of buy in to the system mm-hmm. rather than that the hero ball and how it can beat the Giants. Yeah, you know. So just wanted to throw those those numbers at you. Again, you know, for those listeners, it's it's been a while. Did want to reiterate our social media outlets. Vino Volley 85 on Instagram. That's where we try and post the pictures of the wine we're going to be drinking, mm-hmm. as well as the pictures. We try and find the good ones of the faces of the the players we want to punch in the face, and then obviously the you know the teams and the wines for next episode yep. to to keep folks engaged as well. That's the easiest way currently to gain access to the Vino Volley website from the bio page on Vino Volley 85, and that's a way to. One way to actually listen to it if you're not going to download, um, but it's also a way to gain access to our reviews of each wine where we post both Ryan and myself score, as well as a link through Vivino so you can get a picture of the bottle if you haven't seen it on social media to try and find it. And finally, you know, you can always email us, which I think it's a little light. We're gonna, I'm going to give that our, our, our faithful listeners. Mm-hmm. You know, the holidays, the, you know, wrapped up around. in the holiday, the love, and they, maybe they didn't want to spread the the, the visit, anger, the anger. So they're, but we're, we're hoping that it's come, Boxing Day. This is the most appropriate day. That's not what it means. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> boxing Day is not about boxing. Just to clear the air. All right, uh, but we're hoping coming into the new year. Get those emails going again. So, Absolutely. you know, for all we're we're almost at 400 followers on the Instagram account, which is which that's is great. Mostly, crazy. I love sommeliers. I've had some. I had some people from France reach out to me. I had some people from Germany. Bonjour. I've been using Google Translate to kind of see their responses and reply, and hopefully, haven't like offended the entire nation by not. doing I'm already Google. working my way there. Yeah, so I know. It's... Yeah, not doing Google Translate correctly. But hey, we want you to keep reaching out. We want to make those connections and help you know fellow wine folks and soccer folks. You know spread their their social media profile as much as possible yeah. and, and vice versa and we hope that you know some of those 380 some odd followers right now become listeners so yeah and you can listen to us now the easiest would be if you have an iphone obviously is apple podcast boom apple podcast uh, for android devices and others we are also spotify, spotify boom and then i think also like chrome chromecast amazon devices we're we're out there as probably as much as you can be oh so. we are we are sure are uh, I was nice. trying to come up with something, but they were all just wildly firing on all cylinders today, ladies yeah, and gentlemen. Yeah, no, it's uh, not my, not in form yet. Well, we'll, not, get, well, we got to get not, that. We got to get that. Not up yet. That first sip. So to get us to that point, I'd like to say to all our vino volleyers out there, it is time to pop those corks, indulge in a healthy pour, and dive stud showing into today's episode. So, Rye guy, yes, let the people know. What we're going to be drinking today. Oh, today we're going to be indulging in Le Grand Noir, which I believe means the Great Black or the Large Black. There's a pig on it. There's a sheep on it. There's a sheep on it. Yeah. There's a farm animal of sorts on it. It's well, turned that, away from me. That's I can't the, see. That's, that's the tie-in. So it is, it's a, it's a sheep. I think it's, well, it's, it looks like a black sheep. Black sheep. So. There you go. Yeah, the big the big. Because Le Grand Fourmage, it would be the big cheese. Yes, it would. Man of the world. Anyway, uh, this is Le Grand Noir. It is a combination, is a red blend of three grapes, a Mauverde, a 
Shiraz, and a Grenache. I think I only know the, I know the Grenache. All right. Well, hit us with the the notes. Well, and... it says it says Shiraz slash Syrah. Oh, so I don't Shiraz. Know if it's a spelling oh. error. You gotta just say it normally without I, the accent. I guess Spanish. No. So okay. <laughs> so a Syrah Grenache, and what was the first one? Mouverd. I can't. It's French. I, can't, I don't want to offend anyone. I'm, I mean, sh- Grenache isn't French, is it? it? Sure isn't. Okay. So say it not French. Spanish. More verdre. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about now. That's how you'd say it phonetically, like an asshole. <laughs> yeah. Now, <laughs> I like yeah, it. Like, that's I, why I was staying yeah, away from how, it. That's how I talk. It is, <laughs> it is 30%. The wine description, wine.com did not have it, so I've gone to our next source of truth, source of truth which is Vivino. The wine description is as follows. The blend of grape varieties gives spicy blackberry-ish flavors. Dark plum, black cherry, dark fruit, and a hint of pepper. There's also a distinctive mineral perfumed note that comes from the Mouverde. Mouverdre. <laughs> I like that better. No. Really? No. I'll do I it. I don't. So, okay. see what it's all about. I'm, I mean, never had this type of wine before, at least this blend. I mean, we've, we've frequented the Grenache territory. And Syrah. And Syrah of the petite variety. Yes. I mean, small. Correct. And we, one of our wines was Cab Merlot Petit Syrah Grenache. It was? What it's year good. was that? Which one was that one? That was year three for us. So that was the You'll Never Drink Alone Champions That's right. blend. Yep. There we go. So, mm-hmm. shall, shall we? we? Yep. Oh, that's good. Acoustics. All right. Not much in the way of legs. Um, scene could be the... It's your shitty eyesight. It, it definitely is. Oh, it's not getting any better. Ooh, good, good color. Good dark, dark red color. It's not like squid ink, but it's it's definitely on the darker side. Smelling blackberries, getting the blackberries. Yep, big blackberry scent on the nose. I get the minerally taste in the mouth. Yeah, I'm hoping that that mellows out a bit. Yeah. All right. It's. I mean, it's not. I'm just happy, like you were last episode. I'm just happy I tasted something. Oh, I taste, something. I taste plum. I definitely taste plum, plum and blackberry. I don't get the. I'm trying to feel if I get that peppery, that peppery note. Yeah, not getting a little bit of pepper towards the end, but then again, I did just make carbonara tonight, and that's very pepper rich. Yeah, we'll see. We'll yeah, see how know. it changes, I, but definitely blackberry on the nose. Yep, I taste more. More plum than I do berry, but it's nice. It's it's got a pretty good mouthfeel. Not not no. overpowering, no. but not it doesn't like a pinot noir to me. Like it has good flavor, yeah. But I just there's nothing to it to me. It's just like it yeah. feels like I'm drinking water. Like this has it's got a nice body to it, yeah. but it's it is still I think on the lighter side. Did you did you read what the alcohol? Thirteen percent. Thirteen percent. Okay, so. Not, yeah, not, I mean, it's not, it doesn't like linger in the mouth. It's not super dry. It's not super sweet. Nope. It's kind of just like. Kind of, I think it just kind of like hits right, right, right down right the, middle. the middle. Yeah. Yeah, all right. Let's see, let's see where it takes us. All right. Well, so Le Grand Noir, Le was, Grand Noir. was chosen because it had a big sheep on it. Go and lanolin, like sheep's wool. So, as we discussed on last episode, our tie in. Uh, to 
the episode was we're talking about the history of the scarf. It's a, a garment that is unique to uh, soccer or old-timey race car driving and yeah. airplane flying. That is true, yeah. yeah. You need goggles for those, though. Correct. So in, in the modern era, you know, it is it is the uh, traditionally a garment that you only see for soccer. So we thought it'd be nice to talk a little bit about it, talk yep. about the the history of it, talk about our appreciation of it, what we like about it, and maybe a little bit of how, how it's evolved, you know, as as the game has moved to regions of different climates. Yeah. So with that, let's talk about the history of the scar. Let's talk about history. As you can imagine, every sport team has a signature piece of sports memorabilia. Yes. Right? So for baseball teams, you've got your baseball hat. Sure do. Which I think is is pretty standard. Football fans, you can rep your jerseys, which I think you could probably say for more than just American football. Yeah, pretty much every sport you can like run a jersey or replica uniform. Yeah, like I think yeah. like baseball, you're probably going to see more people with like a Red Sox hat with yeah. them, like a Red Sox jersey. Correct. You know, but definitely Bruins games or NHL games, like ho- hockey jerseys, sweaters yep. as they call them, yep. is big. The same thing with football, you know, jerseys is a, is a big thing. Basketball, I think the, the same thing. But obviously soccer fans, soccer has the scarves, yeah. right? So... For those, if you've ever sat in the stands of a soccer game, it is impossible to miss the sea of soccer scarves, which I think is it's probably one of the, the most beautiful things about, about the game. Yes. And I think for people who aren't familiar with soccer, and it's a shame that a lot of the networks here cut out like the walkouts or right before the whistle, like while they're doing their last preparations and stuff, or doing like the handshake line, like seeing a sea... Yeah. Of scarves and banners. It's like seeing that I think would resonate with people to be like, this is, this means so much to these people versus just like, oh, they're just going to kick a ball around for like the people who don't understand soccer or, you know, don't understand the importance, not only as a sport, but as a a culture and tradition. Of course. I mean, as both of us Liverpool fans, like historically and field, the atmosphere is one uh, unlike any other Correct. and it's because of the fans it's because the sea of fans with the scarves with the banner singing the songs i guess that's that's another thing that we you know would uh can tie in as we're talking about scarves because i think it's just the uniqueness to the sport is so i want to hit upon that but again it's just the atmosphere it's it's completely different it and it just like it 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 wraps you up. So, you know, whether you see them wearing it around their neck or high up in the air above their above their heads, as I have the This Is Anfield scarf, which I will proudly parade around my head when singing You'll, you'll Never Walk Alone. Yep. So the question is, like, you know, what are, what are the different reasons for the scarf? So a couple of the simple answers are team camaraderie, right? You mm-hmm. want to support the team, support the players on the field. So now, you know, we'll, we'll talk about the history, but nowadays you'll see scarves that have players' faces on them. So... I actually just saw it where uh, Man United game uh, Hoyland scored his first goal. In, in, yeah, right. Yeah, first geez. goal, first goal in the Premier League, and sure they pan to like this little kid, like absolutely going batshit with yeah, the, the Hoyland Hoyland scarf. But again, so it's you know you can instead yeah. of like buying the other thing is they're they're affordable, so that like that's yes. a big thing, right? So do it for team camaraderie, support a player for your love of the game. Yeah. But I think part of it is if you wanted to get one, 
instead of spending a hundred something bucks on a jersey, yeah, you can spend thirty something bucks, yeah, for this scarf, and it's almost more so, I think, brings you into the atmosphere of the game than just having some like some it like weirdly legitimizes your following and fandom. I feel like I I just got one not that like not that long ago. No. And like this feels as like like a final chapter to like the the garb and fandom that like now I have like a legit right like a legit scarf yeah so I mean I would my cousin got me this one when he went to Anfield years and years ago when I was just starting out as actually I could probably say decades ago at this point starting out as a fan and it was my like ritualistic. It was the I had to have it on every game. Yeah, and it it got to a point because you know depending on playing in Europe or just like we're talking about the congested fixture where your midweek games. Mm-hmm. I was known for like when I was in the office if there was a game. Yeah, like it, I'd have it. I'd have my scarf. I'd bring it into the office with me. I'd have mm-hmm. it draped over my chair. Yeah, and when. It was game time, like it went on. Like it could have been ninety degrees because this thing is this thing yeah. is heavy. Yeah, it's like it's it becomes ritual. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, it's just like I, I felt like if I didn't have it on, like I just you know, I wasn't in the moment. So yeah. I'll you know, I'll be ninety degrees and my neck will be sweating bullets, but I will have this draped over my shoulders. Yeah. So the question is, where did it all begin? Where did it all begin? I want you to tell me. Oh, I'm gonna tell you. Okay. All right. So initially the scarf started in the form of ribbons, lapels, and eventually it evolved to basically your team the uh, turning into your team colors. So it's funny because it really the jump to the scarf came out of necessity, not innovation. It wasn't like, hey, let's do something different. It was that it's fucking cold. It's fucking cold. Yeah. Basically when fans were going to the games, and in those times, you know, traditionally you'd have like, you know, they'd be wearing like the black coats. So it was a way for fans to distinguish themselves from neutrals, you know, who were just there a one-off. We're talking, yeah. you know, season ticket holders and more importantly, the opposing fans. So it was a, it began and still for the most part is a functional, functional piece of apparel to show fandom. Correct. There you go. Yep. The scar phenomenon, you know, started in the early 1900s. And obviously came out of the the UK where fans needed a way to stay warm uh, without sacrificing their team spirit. It was there that the idea for team scarves was born and, you know, kind of continued through the 1900s. Again, as I was saying that, you know, typically it would be black coats were commonplace and, you know, you wouldn't be having hats, a lot of hats, a lot of hats. Team jerseys weren't really a thing or so. Like, even if you had a team jersey on, you're not going to see it under the the coat. So this was a way to be able to easily display your affection, your support for the team and not freeze your knickers off. Yeah. I mean, plus like the jersey's just going to get covered in what I assume is just like coal dust and soot. Because of the, the industry? Yeah, industry. That is accurate. That's, yeah. Yeah, okay. Just... yeah, no, I'm not taking a dig into it. I'm literally just saying like London, London doesn't have a great like pollution history. So, traditional soccer scarves have some common characteristics. So, originally, as yours is, they, which we'll be posting a picture to kind of drive it all home, but uh, originally scarves were striped, alternating the team's colors. Yep. So, Rai's got a beautiful, which is actually just one of my favorites, red oh, and white. 
at first these were they were called granny scarves because these it wasn't like these weren't mass produced. It was your grandmother yeah. would have probably out of you know wool or some warm material knit you this scarf to wear to the game. So then it's obviously evolved to this day. The stands of one of our rivals, Arsenal, are filled with fans still wearing the red and white alternating colors. So fuck Arsenal. Fuck them. Yeah. All right. And then as it's evolved further, what I just talked about, you know, it came to the addition with you could have the club crest. So I have, you know, the this is Anfield. I think mm-hmm. you have, what do you have, just the liver bird on the yeah, end I of got, yours? Yeah, I got a new yeah, one. Yeah, it's a fresh new one. And then it's even evolved more, as I said, you can have it with player faces. Now, the, the one evolution to the scarf, which I do not care for, yep. is the match day scarf. So dumb. Where you have both teams on it. Okay, continue. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to piggyback on this. I'm all I'm all for souvenirs to immortalize the moment you were there. That's fine. And if you again, we're talking about cost effective if like a poster or like, you know, something else from the game wasn't what you were looking for, I guess a scarf is fine. But don't fucking wear it. Either I would say you either you're either support you either throw the colors on to support one team yep. or the opposing team. Yep. Or if you are truly a neutral just don't don't wear it. Yeah, it's like wearing the band's shirt to their own concert. It's like something. You, it's like done in bad taste. It's that guy, as they call yeah. it. Yeah, and like I see it. Like I feel like kids do it a lot, but then like shame the parents are being like, yeah, throw this, throw this no. scarf on. We just but like it's something you hang up in your den sure. or in your office, right in your man cave or whatever, and like it stays. <laughs> Excuse me. It stays there as like you know. A memory of that game. Like, hey, you were there, but like, are you going to wear them? Like, I was at this game. I bought it at this. Like, it's just, it's not in good fashion, both. Because I think like, the, I, just, I don't know. Well, I think part of me is also, and you, you talk about like the evolution of the game, the how ticket sales have, have gone up. The, yeah. As families, like season ticket holders going to see your team play was like it was probably like one of the most cherished memories for those families it, yeah. it's become more and more difficult for those families because you know certain families because of the raise in ticket prices mm-hmm. so to have these neutrals come in who are just like oh i you know nothing better to do with these teams look fun yeah. you know like without like any of just like the history or any of the passion from one side to the other it just like i don't know it just like it it irks me like i want I don't care if you're sitting right at midfield. I wanted to go to uh, someone who is just like diehard one or the other. Yeah. <laughs> like you're going to be chirping the bench. You know, you're going to be repping your colors. And if you're in that middle section, you could be surrounded by opposing fans. But yeah. like you do it because you, you want to support the team. So yeah. I, again, as a memorabilia, fine. That's about as far as it will go. But don't keep it in that bag and keep it under your seat until ready agreed the other thing i think i find great about the games is that you can't have alcohol like like football games you can't have drinks at your seat so i'm pretty sure like people just smash a bunch of beers before the game starts yep. and then at halftime they like all run up to like the concession stand yeah they rip them down rip a bunch of beers yep. ha- and then go back which i think is is great oh yeah i mean it, it definitely promotes like binge drinking but i mean like I mean, everything's binge drinking. What do you, do? you know, you drink more than like two beers. You're binge drinking. That's true. So, that's true. Come on. Uh to 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 today, Junior. To finish up the the scarves, I'm out on face scarves. 
And I mean that, but like with players' faces on them. I just think it's like tacky. Yeah, it wouldn't be. It wouldn't be my. F- I would never choose one. Like I would either have the scarf that you have on. Yep. Or the one that I have on. Yeah. Which is mine anyway. Or I mean, the one I bought, Ryder, the the black one. Oh, I like that one too. That one's sharp. So I think like I think we're in agreement that it's it might have like some writing on it. But it's no you're... frills. It just it it shows your support. In a tasteful way versus like, oh, I've got, I've got a scarf with uh, so-and-so's face on either end. It's like, no, nah, that's weird. I don't like that. Plus, it always looks terrible. Yeah, it's, and... yeah it, they never come out great. I mean, give them credit. It, it looks it looks fine, but yeah. Yeah, yeah no, I, I agree. I like just the crest. You know, we're talking about my buddy Pat. He's a, he's a West Ham fan. So, you know, if it's like forever blowing bubbles or something like that. Yeah. So some like thing I think that's I think that's fine. I, I agree. So all right. Circling back and we talk about the evolution now. Wool, you know, obviously it's it's cold over in the UK, but sure is. we the game is played in other areas, which it is not so much. So they talk about the evolution of this the scarf. It is, you know, in the MLS has become the ultimate accessory, uh, not just for function, but for fashion. Mm-hmm. And to that they've, you know, created these like cooling, just like they're made of a much different material, a much lighter material. So they're mm. hot. Do you have Do you have thoughts on that as well? Yeah, we can continue though. No, no, no. Like, come on now. Like it's a scarf, right? Your the purpose of it is to keep you warm. No, I, but like, like if you can, if you if you're a fan, you can fucking suffer with some I, warm woolen me, thing I, around I, your neck. I do it. But yeah, I mean, you know, the LA Galaxy out in, you know, California, a wool might might have some people passing out. Well, stay hydrated, folks. Anyway. But the beauty and what makes the soccer scarf so unique is again the endless opportunities for designs. And as we said, the relative low cost compared to jerseys and other collectibles. Like, I mean, even even hats. I think like a good Yeah. A good baseball hat is like over forty dollars. Yeah, I think the last one I got was like I. You know, I mean, I always buy my stuff on like Super Sale, and I usually buy like three or four items at a time. So yeah. not really saving money, but yeah, I think it was like thirty five bucks. Well, I bought. I mean, the one I bought because it it was a W. So yeah. like for a while, it was the Woo Sox hat for yeah. the Worcester Red Sox. Oh, you're and saying that, a baseball hat in general? Yeah. Oh, uh, oh yeah. Thir- they start at thirty five. I think the the last like new era. I snapback I bought 40. was like forty two, yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, snapback, and then you get into fitted. It's just, it's, a, it's, yeah. A, it's, yeah. So, and then obviously we don't much care for them, but the collectors they keep scarves from a single match, mm-hmm. known as the half hat scarves for display, which is fine. Display it in your house, and just don't, don't, don't wear, wear it, don't wear it in the grounds, or you might, you might get strangled with it. You yeah. might, you might become numero uno most punchable face for that for that <laughs> game. Many fans have scarves on display. You know, commemorating moments in club history, such as cup finals and trophies, where some fans simply have a couple simple scarves for their favorite club with their favorite club's name on it. Yeah. And I think that's, you know, talked about the scarves. I think also as we kind of tied in the uniqueness of what what makes soccer unique is also the songs, which yeah. I fucking love. It is. It is great. Like, I, I mean. And that's a whole episode in itself. It is. So we'll get into it, but I personally I love the scarf. I I think I have several pictures of Eleanor draped in it, mm-hmm. of my dog Sonny draped in it, and it's one of my most prized 
Liverpool possessions as we are sitting in a room filled with them. And it is, again, the one item that I'll always try and make sure that when there's a game, I'll have some type of, whether it's Liverpool socks, mm-hmm. some type of, but the, the scarf is first and foremost the yeah. thing that is, is going to be with me. And there have been days where I've forgotten it at home and I just like, I don't, I don't feel right. Or I'm just like, just start doing the, <coughs> I think I always oh, good. I got to. I think I'm coming down with something. Yeah, the fear of them losing because it's your fault. That you was wear your scarf. Yeah, it was. Yeah, that that was creeping in. So, but yeah, I think it's it's a beautiful tradition. Again, one some of the best ones are comes out of necessity, but has definitely evolved into something more. Yeah, and can't wait for to buy Eleanor one. Yep, and for us to you know hopefully go to a game and raise it high above our heads and sing. You'll never walk alone. Just sweep like babies. That will be... Jess and I were talking about, like, crying. Very emotional person. I, my joke to her is she gets two ugly cries a year. Because I just, like, I'm saying, I don't I don't know how to deal with it. Like, uh, oh, like, you're put doing, my arm around you're, you. Like, you're doing good. It'll be, you're fine. Yeah, like, you're good. It's okay. Like, so she gets two. And so it's just not my forte. No. You know, I, I'm, I'm a caring person. You are it's very just, caring. It's just... It's just not. It's not my thing. No. But if like I start singing, yeah. you'll never walk. I yeah. will just. I. Th- I think I'll just fucking lose it. Meanwhile, I am the opposite. Where, oh yeah. Where I am just fucking. Cue the dog video. So, softy number one. I almost cried watching uh, the Ludentown coach last game. Yeah, I. I like mean, he was getting choked. I was like, oh. whenever it comes to like athletic stories or successes, like that gets me. Like the Olympics, You'd probably cry at Balto. You've never seen that movie. Oh, it's a dog movie. Yeah. No. 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 Like. Well, the funny thing was her, so Jess's mom is super emotional. Yeah. And so, you know, I was just, just talking with her. And I think Jess was telling you how for our secret Santa, she got a very, it was a beautiful, beautiful yeah. gift from her, her uncle Glenn. Yeah. It was this beautiful photo that it definitely like it, it brought emotion. She turned and like showed it to her mom mm-hmm. and her mom like started to weep and I was like yeah mom like I, I know like it, it doesn't take much and yeah. she's like I re- so she's like I remember like when Eleanor was born like <laughs> to like I was like kind of like lock it up like you know just like <laughs> and so she starts recanting how she was crying when Eleanor was born and then I was like mom are you weeping up like are you tearing up oh, right now and she, she had to like walk away I was just like it's a superpower yeah you talk about like, actors who can make she yeah. can just it Oh no! It's I, am, it's amazing. Yeah, no, I it's yeah. It's no, very, no, I don't want you don't want me to cry now. No, okay. I don't want you to cry. I don't now. want to. I don't, yeah, no, don't do it. I don't want to mess up my but, makeup. Yes. So the the trip to Anfield will be a special one. Yep. And yeah, there's there's a good chance that decades worth of repressed emotion will will just come to the surface, just and blo- there won't there won't be a, there won't be enough wool left in this. This thing to fucking so I'll be so dehydrated just yeah. be it's okay. shedding so like, many Luckily, tears. the nice damp gray English air will just, uh, just help mask yeah, your just, tears. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's the it's the rain. It's the rain. So, uh, so yes, a beautiful tradition, one yeah. we love. Yeah, wear more scarves, people. I used to be, you know what it is, big scarf guy. I used to be a really big scarf guy, especially like when. We'd be, you know, going out to like, and I still have several like really nice ones, and yeah. I, I do wear them from time to time. But yeah, I I do appreciate appreciate a nice scarf. Yeah, 
But let's circle back and talk about our appreciation for Le Grand Noir. Le Grand Noir. It's good. It stayed, for the most part, in the middle. It's not super sweet. It's not super dry. Big plums. Big. <laughs> so it's like Thanks. walking into your grandfather taking a leak. <laughs> Thanks, Rye. Big, big, big plums. Um, I don't think I didn't think you could see them through yeah. the shorts. <laughs> good. <laughs> you got me. Way down, down deep down in my plums. Hanging a bag of onions deep on your pants. Blue shoe. <laughs> Take them down to farmer's market. Two plums for one. Big, big blackberry. Heavy on the plum. That mineral taste has gone has gone away a little bit. Yes. Yeah, the first couple sips, like you definitely felt it in the mouth, but Yeah. Yeah. Felt I mean those, I felt those plums in your mouth. I'm good. I'm like good with it. I don't have like raving reviews, but I'm not like knocking it. No, it's it's smooth at the end. Like I'm not like obviously we've been drinking wine for however long now. Mm. But my mouth isn't dried out. It's not thirst quenching like the Lebanese wine was. But yeah, I think I it's, think it's definitely it's, it's like non threatening is what it is. It's it's getting a little I'm getting a little dry on, on the very end. Okay. Like I can I can feel it on my tongue. But usually you tend to dry out faster than I do. Mouth wise. Like you usually pick up on like the dryness. Yes. You're also chronically dehydrated. Correct. Yeah, not I. I drank maybe 16 ounces of water today. What? Yeah. In the last, and that was only like an hour ago. I'm up to like 90 I had So, I mean, I usually do a smoothie and I do my 72 ounce water, but I was... I was just sucked into Boxing Day. I was like sitting on the couch just watching game after game. And I was like, I should probably... You can't do it. I have to like consciously drink water. Yeah, no, I like, I think I reached to pick up one of like Elle's toys and all my toes cramped. And I was just like, <laughs> oh God, this is how it ends. Give me a banana and a bottle <laughs> of water. There's only the dog here. No one yeah. can save me. Yeah, don't even peel it. Just jam it down my throat. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so may, I mean, maybe it, maybe it is the chronic dehydration, but I, I function quite well dehydrated. So, I don't know how but you do. it is... It definitely has good legs, though, and it good color. It's like of, non-threatening. Like it's it's fine. I feel like it's it's, it's going to be right in the wheelhouse of some of my other scores. Like it's definitely not going to be. I don't think it's going to crack one of my highest for sure. No, but it's it's enjoyable. It's, I've got, it's, I've I think it's well rounded. Number, number of mine right now. So we'll we'll come back to it. Oh but yeah. Before we before we go to our our final score, it is time, my friend. Yes. For go on. The most punchable face. The most punchable face. We like again, like SNES, like SNES. Like Mike Tyson's punch out. We need some sound effects. I just, I think, like, just you know. So we are. We going... can split. We can splice that. We're not gonna. I'm probably just gonna cut that out. I said we. Yeah. Yeah. You... Yeah. <laughs> Do you even know what's how to splice? Folks at home. Uh, Rye just shows up with a pretty face, a smile, drinks sure some did. wine, and then I fucking sure skidoos. Yeah. And then then I'm in the editing booth. But in the in the lab. Hey, you know creating. what? It's a good system. I don't I don't I don't want too many fingers in the pot. But yeah, so we are going to be talking about none other than the dumpster fire oh. of Chelsea Football Club. Man, you love to see it happen. Yeah, they're like so. There are a few teams that I hate. Okay. As a so obviously as a Liverpool fan, I don't. I, Everton is obviously a big one, 
but I'm not from the area, so like, yeah, you know the the rivalry is is lost on me a little bit. Like I, you know, Justin, my brother in law is a Man United fan, and we I don't have like any true animosity. Like, right. I'll, I I I watched them today. Like it was a good game. I don't have any strong feelings one way or the other. Yeah. You know, there's a, there's a lot of teams out there like that. Chelsea and Manchester City, I fucking hate because I just think they're cheaters, and I like I just I just want them to fail. I just feel like the name Chelsea, the team name Chelsea, just seems very pretentious and very like it just seems like just like oh yes. Chelsea Football Club, like it just seems very high nose. Like I just don't, yeah, I don't care for it. And the fact they spent six hundred million at the very least on players over the last year. So what's that? How many cycles is that? Transfer three? I don't. I think it might have been two because it was just just Enzo Fernandez was. I don't know if he was he was January he was the January transfer window. Okay. Then Moises Caicedo was over the summer. Moises. And they that was like 120. I thought Enzo was. I mean, obviously it's over a prolonged period of time, but yeah, I thought yeah. he was around like, oh God, like 200. And then Roman Lavia, they bought. I don't even think he's seen daylight. They bought Moidrick for. Yeah. Whatever it was, yeah, they uh, they spent some money, and it couldn't be working out better for them with all the money they spent because they are happily like sitting in twelfth or some. Um, hit me. Total spending summer of two thousand twenty three stands at approximately four hundred and thirty five point five million pounds. That's just the summer. So pounds. So yeah. So they're so they're, give one. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's incredible. Again, money not buying success just gives me the greatest joy. Now, again, Pochettino, who I think is overrated. Okay. You know, he's fine. He's, yeah. Uh, Is, you know, hasn't, but the fact that he's had the stones to be like, we need to spend, we need to buy players in January is like, Swiftly go fuck yourself. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Unless you're gonna unload some of these like hundred million pound signings, like yeah. you can you can go pound sand yeah. for all I care. Correct. So there are a few players that I would happily, happily punch in the face. Now, yes. we did talk about you know the holiday season. Oh, we do have some write-ins. Oh, nice. Fantastic. Man, they came in late. Yeah, we we appreciate all of the write-ins. So we do have two. Awesome. From our fans, the first one is from Repeat Offender, punch in the face, Jess. And Jess, short and sweet, straight to the point, no-brainer, punchable face, is none other than Raheem Sterling this week. It's mostly the way he runs, but also his dumb facial expressions. Cheers. And we'll... I circle will, back on that We'll circle back to that one. So thanks, Jess, for writing in with Raheem Sterling. Patrick wrote in... Oh, my God. Here we go. Hello from the mighty England. Love the show. Complete virgin with wine, so looking forward to tips. When I've had wine in the past, I feel like I look like Gilbert Godfrey. It it could be blindfolded with dental floss. On to Chelsea. Prob's a a good job. I missed the scum Tottenham episode. Most punchable. He is a West Ham fan. So, oh, 
Wow. He went for, he went for it. Cole Palmer. I mean, <laughs> fuck that kid's ugly. Pochettino, so much hype. Lost a one-horse race with PSG. Don't get it. Reese James, cocky cunt. <laughs> hate, oh, I love that. I hate love how he shouts at players taking penalties. Honorable mention, John motherfucking I'm a complete cunt to Harry. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Frank Lampard. Just, uh, just dear, that. No other words, just Frank Lampard. Dear God, Aspilicueta, Mason Mount, to name a few. As it's 2023 and we're all about repping women, love Emma Hayes and the Chelsea team is mustard. Ah, very good over here. Saying that, add Fran Kerr to the list and mother of God, Lauren James and all. I will agree with Lauren James. I saw her in the Women's World Cup yeah. where... England had a good chance, and she stomped yeah, on she the back. Yeah, she stomped. Yeah, and she did it again in a club. No, it might have been another international game. So, uh, so keep it up, Crofty. Love it. Love it. Again, love the passion. love the enthusiasm. Love the energy. Probably try and keep it to not the entire roster, but love the terminology. That's our first across the pond. We're doing right it. In. Hey, man, we, we're. I'm we're, so happy right yeah, now. Yeah, this is this is great, and and it's okay to say. I'll say because you know it's it's more commonplace over there, so yeah. you know it's not as vile to say cunt. Yeah, yeah, no, it's fine. No, it's like it's like Smith. Yeah, Ryder's yeah. gonna learn a new word. He's gonna learn. Yeah, he's gonna learn. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just have him watch the boys, and he'll. Uh, yeah, he'll, he'll be he'll, good. Yeah. So thank you, Jess and Pat, for your write-ins this week. I know it, it's probably tough with the holidays, so we appreciate it. Hope to hear what you have to say in in subsequent episodes. But now, on to us. Okay. And. Well, we don't have CJ. We're, no. we're missing big CJ, so he's not going to steal the thunder on your pick. Do Would you like me to go first, or would you like to go first? No, I can go first. Okay, go. I can go first. Uh, my pick for the most punchable face on the Chelsea Football Club is Mikhailo Mudrik. Like, is that right? Oh, I don't know. I, I don't want to like, offend uh, anybody, but... Oh, I was just going to say, he hasn't, he hasn't gone through enough being Ukrainian. Now you punch him in the face. <laughs> He looks like a B to C grade bad guy in like a transporter movie that's trying to kidnap a child. Like he just looks like, I mean, he just happens to be from Ukraine, which isn't great right now. Right. He looks like a Slavic bad guy. He's got the bad neck tattoos. He's got the god awful weird kind of euro haircut and he just looks like he's gonna kidnap your child like while you're out shopping in a mall in somewhere in like prague he also for all that money couldn't hit a cow in the ass with a shovel like oh no i mean skill wise like hey you know what he's, he's laughing fucking all fast, the fucking bank though yeah yeah that's good yeah getting to run faster to the bank to freaking deposit his check before they cut his ass pace merchant yeah so there you go that's my pick clean and simple just he looks like a very bad action movie bad guy slash henchman. Like he would be a guy in like that it ends up getting like two in the head in like a secondary battle. Not like the boss battle. Right. But like he's like got a enough, henchman, like he's got enough screen time where it's just like, oh, that fucking guy, like he's the one who put the girl in the bag. Yeah. Now he's gonna get his. So he and, gets like, like a sub bat he gets like a sub battle fight. Like he's not yes. the final fight. Like he's the 
penultimate yeah, fight. And like, yeah, and like Jason Statham in all his like fit roundhouse glory, kicks him, just like, like yeah, but out like, of an Audi. Yeah, but yeah. like kicks a beer bottle off a bar top and it like goes through his mouth and like something like that. Love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. <laughs> we Mine. got. We got Mike. Oh, mine, uh, like Jess, I'm going to go with none other than Raheem Sterling. Now, I'm going to start it with the fact that he has zero, zero brand loyalty. Okay? He went from, it wasn't like it was like, you know, went to a couple teams and then came back to it. He went from Liverpool Mm -hmm. to, okay, first of all, talk about a pace merchant. Yeah. That dude's finishing... Like I am so surprised. I believe he has kids, but if he I doesn't, I wouldn't be surprised to. because his if his finishing is so bad. Like he probably couldn't hit a ten foot pussy. Okay, <laughs> so we're just gonna say that. <laughs> I hope he has like nine kids. I hope he's like Sean like, Kemp and then, just like good God, because again, unbelievable. So not only that, just would go from. Liverpool to Manchester City, Manchester City to Chelsea, like has no no wherewithal that like this is any by any means a faux pas. And the fact that he runs like a velociraptor that has rancid diarrhea and is desperately <laughs> trying to make it to the toilet. Like he's just got the little arms. Well, yeah, it's just like it's not a very masculine run. No, he runs like Velma from Scooby Doo. Yes, I, somebody yeah. who actually made that reference on social media. I was like, "Oh my god, that's so good!" And if I find that, if I find that clip, and our phones are always listening, so it'll probably pop up on my social media. I will tie that into the uh, the post. Does he not have any kids? I don't think he does. Well, then that makes sense because he probably can't find it. Oh, sorry, one daughter, 2012. But anyway, I'm like shocked that he could actually find it and. And hit the spot because he fucking... middle name Shaquille named after Shaquille O'Neal. That he is the he's the ultimate guy. He's so bad at finishing that he could fuck up a wet dream. Jesus, yeah. So like the, the Freddy Krueger of soccer. Is that that's what you think of when I said wet dream? No, just dreams in general. Oh. Like messing up a wet dream. Sure, yeah. So that is <laughs> my pick. That's a good pick. And there's, I mean, there's a lot, like, I remember it was Sterling, it was Suarez, it was Sturridge. And those three, you know, they were the pre-Mane, Sala, Firmino. Like, you know, obviously that, you know, Sterling had a few goals that year. It was was mostly Sturridge and and Suarez. Then obviously Suarez leaves and, you know, Sterling was there. And he had so much potential and just... Can, he can go fuck He won right. the Golden Boy Award in 2014. Good for him. Yep. I read that too. It's a golden cunt. Golden cunt. Now, that, now that Pat's opened the door, gonna, it's I was just like, say, yeah. here we go. I was going to say, there there's go. a Velma running like Velma, just this. Just, it is. It's yeah. the, it's all in the arms. <laughs> or like, a, like, like, I don't know if he's actually fast. He is fast. He is? He is fast. Okay. But like, like. Kind of like also looks it's like a, like an old woman like shuffling like like maybe there. he was just always so fast and I thought it was a gift that people are just like eh, take the good with the bad and like no one ever fixed it 
I mean, usually because they say, like, if you ever need your legs to go faster, you move your arms faster. So maybe he was well, just like, His well, arms are moving. It's just everything <laughs> from the elbow to the fingers don't, it just stays stationary. Yeah. In like a downward raptorial position. Just pure, pure <laughs> velociraptor. Again, though, velociraptor with the trots. Yeah, they can open doors. Which, again, for our, as I've said that, as our, our audience, I said the trots. Obviously, you kind of know the, the context now that I've said it. But if I didn't, We'd love to hear if you actually have heard that before and knew what the trots meant. Yeah, the runs. Well, yeah, I mean, but we've we've done the poll, and it's not it's not as clear cut as you think. There's certain people that have not been privy to that that great. Well, they're gonna learn something today. They're gonna learn something today. So that is our pick. That's my pick for Chelsea Football Club. Good old Raheem Sterling. Clean and clear, clear clear as all. What that was. I feel like we were in and out on that one. It was very, it was, it was passionate. It was straight know. to the point. Yep. Yeah, no, I feel good. I feel like my conscience is clear. What team do we want to punch? Oh, I think for our next episode, I think we should physically and verbally assault mm, Sheffield United. Okay. Why? I don't know. They're going down. Sure. Like, it could, I went back and forth. Like, we did, we did Luton Town. Yeah. They're not staying. Sheffield's not going to stay up. No. I mean, Burnley's not going to... At this point, the three that came up yeah. are the three going down. Right? Because it was that Burnley, sucks, yeah. it was Luton Town, it was Sheffield. You thought with the 10-point deduction... You had a chance, but Everton fucking lit an absolute <laughs> fire and went on a tear yeah. and gave themselves such a gap. I mean, yeah. it's it's closed a little bit, but they're yeah. So all right, Sheffield United. It yeah, is. let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. Because this will be another one where like we very rarely watch them play. So this is one just based purely on physical appearance, which is some of our best stuff. Yeah. All right, Sheffield Sheffield United is Sheffield United. It has no connection to the wine we're going to be drinking next Correct. week. Correct. Do you want to give the final thoughts on this one? Yeah, let's do this one. Let's wrap, let's wrap this one up. Okay. Again, fairly non-threatening. I think it's so is that. getting a little drier, is getting a little more tart as it opens up. Still really big plums. And not just like the sweet part, like the whole plums. Get the included. whole, yeah, you get it. Get a little tart, getting blackberry. Didn't get the pepper, but I did get the mineral feeling the first couple sips. I did too, but as it opened up, it it mellowed out. Yeah. I yeah. So yeah, I think this is a quality quality drink. It's fine. I'm gonna go seven seven. Like it's good. It's middle of the ground. It's non threatening. I think most people would enjoy this and be like, "No, oh, that was good." Yeah. I'm curious, can you look up where that grape, that, what was the one, Mon, Mon Monistrat? Or, no, that's a... Monistrat's that, a that, suppository. That, 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah, where's that suppository falls on the, the grape spectrum? Because uh, I know, I mean, Syrah, or the, you know, the uh, Shiraz or the Grenache... I like those two. I'm curious where that uh, grown widely in France and Spain. Originate, uh, they believe it is originated in Spain. Spanish. Man, this is a long. We're not gonna be able to drink Spanish wines anymore if you keep doing that. <laughs> <laughs>
Uh, it's often blended with Syrah and Grenache to improve the quality by adding warmth and fruit. So I think it's a very, it's high in tannins and very fruit forward. Okay. So yeah. So uh, I- high acidity, dark color, very full bodied, which I would tend to disagree with. Yeah. I wouldn't say very full body. I'd say like, yeah, it's got so, some full body to it, but it's not like knock your socks off. Must right. feel like. Phew. I enjoyed like it. Like big. I enjoy Syrah. I enjoy Grenache. I think that blend was it was good. Oh, GSM, got it now. Grenache, Syrah. Yeah, okay. It's all coming together. It's coming full circle. So I, I think it was an, it's a it's an enjoyable drink. It again has good legs. It's not overly heavy. It's it's I think it's a nice middle of the road on on mouthfeel. Definitely plum. Definitely berry. I think that mineral taste though kind of went away and it smoothed out so again not very not too tannic i don't think and for the price i think it was you know somewhere around like 15 bucks maybe so it's i mean i i would definitely get this again i think it's a nice easy drinking wine i'll probably give this a right in the middle of like most of my scores so far is like a seven five yeah you know i think it's fair yeah so to that rye guy why don't you tell us the wine we will be drinking next week and that'll kind of lead us into i'll talk about the the topic yeah so next episode when we decimate sheffield united we'll be drinking uh francis coppola Sav, uh cab sav little cabernet Sauvignon. which looking ahead at the winemaker notes well, don't spoil it i'm not okay it's called big, big market teas i think this flavor wise has been something we've been looking for all right. So highly rated, got a 90 on wine enthusiasts. So if you're along for the journey, grab a bottle of the Coppola Cab Sav. It's pretty it is widely a, distributed. Yeah. So it re, because there's, there's Cab Savs, but there's something about, it's like the diamond. Is it yeah, the, dim- the diamond one? Diamond. Okay. Yep. So again, I'll, I'll, we'll, we'll post the picture on social media, the specific bottle, so you can, you can prep for it. But the reason that we're going to be, we chose Francis Ford Coppola was, be, or Coppola wine is because Francis Ford Coppola is obviously a famous Hollywood movie director. And so the topic for next episode is going to be TV shows and movies that uh, center around soccer. So we're going to talk about our favorites, maybe some of the worst ones out there, yeah. our overall thoughts about you know soccer in, in those mediums, have a little fun with it. Yes. So Because really, again, other than drinking and watching soccer... This is just the doldrums of the year. Right so I think here. this would be the first one, which would be a good. Besides our fans writing in for the most punchable face for Sheffield United, it could be a good opportunity for some of our fans to write in to tell us about some of their favorite movies or TV shows that soccer is the main theme. I like that, and why, and why. So yeah, I will between now and then watch Green Street Hooligans. I have yet to see it. Oh, so. Love Green Street Hooligans. Gotta watch that. But I have a I have a I have a short list right now of, of quality soccer related. Well if you want another one where it's more kid friendly, I recommend the big green if you haven't seen that one either. It's a nice kids soccer movie or yeah. so anyway, but Cool. We hit that point where we would love to keep going. But after shitty VAR review. So shitty. <laughs> so shitty. We are officially out of wine and thus need to put the final cork in this episode and say listen to us next time on another exciting episode of Vino Volley. So Ryan, hit us with it. Folks, it's a weird time of year. Take care of yourselves. Have a laugh. Join us. 
listen to the episodes, have a laugh, drink some wine, watch some soccer. And uh, until next time, remember to sip and soccer responsibly. I bid you a Freddy adieu.